Blog Talk Radio. How's everybody doing tonight? Well, you know where I'm coming from, D-Land, Florida by now, and uh, we want to welcome everybody in. It is an absolutely beautiful night, again, as the temperature's changing. Beautiful, beautiful night. Couldn't ask for any better. Currently 70 degrees with a nice light breeze. Have the windows open. Beautiful sleeping tonight. Really looking forward to it. Just enjoying the great weather. Wherever you are, I hope everything is great by you as well. And if not, the sun will come out tomorrow. Bet your bottom dollar that tomorrow. There'll be better singers on the air than myself. Uh, Anyway, folks, thanks for joining us. FXE Live. We've got JT coming in and uh, really looking forward to him being here, you know, he is on Twitter, by the way, Fez437, an absolute encyclopedia of sports. And, you know, a lot of people wondered what we would be doing. You know, we're fantasy guys. That's how we came into this. They're fantasy guys. They're sports analysts. You know, what do they really know about wrestling? And, well, <laughs> lo and behold, just like everything else we've touched, wrestling is golden, too. And... uh we're making quite a splash in the wrestling world, not just from the podcast sense, but also our own brand that we're kicking off, Florida Extreme Entertainment. We've got some fantastic news on that. Didn't want to stick around for that. Uh, we've got WWE. we got Hell in a Cell coming up and all that we want to talk about. We've got the past Raw show. We've got SmackDown. You know, we got 
TNA, uh, the train wreck company. Uh, I, I just, that is just so sad. It is sad. They are, they have really made a black eye on wrestling. Uh, and uh, it's sad because there can be quality outlets out there for wrestling other than WWE. You know, for a minute, for about as long as Vince, before Vince will buy it. And, you know, it's funny. If you have the WWE Network, you can go on there and you'll see exactly how many wrestling brands Vince has purchased. It's going to be interesting because I can foresee a day somewhere down the road, a couple of years, a couple of years. Hey, what do we have over here? We got a couple of years. But in a couple of years... Two, maybe three, where we're going to get this man's eye. Uh, maybe it might not even take that long, considering you know some of the people I've talked to, what FXE has planned is going to get some attention, and it's going to get some attention real quick. So really looking forward to that. We'll be talking about that. Goldberg. Goldberg is back, you know, for how long? For how long? And, you know, I want to touch on – Something JT's going to be talking about something tonight with Foley and the Hell in a Cell and the headliner match and all that and if it should be and you know he's got a couple of words on that he wants to put in there. I have a couple of things I want to say in particular tonight about Sasha Banks and uh, there are a bunch of people waiting to see what I have to say about Sasha tonight. And then now, you know, normally this is where I bring in JT and Joey Cage, but uh, I just took a sip of my Corona in memory of Joey Cage. Joey Cage uh, is a no-show this week, and uh, we're starting to wonder. Because there's only one word to describe you, and I'm going to... Joey Cage came in here talking a lot of stuff. Now, now's a no-show two weeks in a row. What's going on? You know what? Let's get an idea. Maybe JT's got some thoughts on this. Let's get JT in. Then, luckily for us, luckily for us, without Joey Cage, we can turn to one of our quality writers again, you know, we're brought to you by FantasyJusticeSports.com and bring in a quality writer and a quality guy and Busy J, Jason Cordner, uh, fantastic uh, wrestling analyst. Uh, he absolutely loves the sport and he's covering it. He, he, he's got it from New York there, you know, the media capital of the world. He covers it from there. He covers it from all angles, from all different venues, whether it's Barclays or MSG or, you know, all those places up there. All, all you people up there in the Northeast know what I'm talking about. Okay. He's up there. He's, he's got everything nailed down that goes on in New York. I promise you that. They don't call him Busy J for nothing. So we're happy that he can make time. Come on the show tonight, fill in for Cage. A missing cage. Let's get JT in here. Let's see what he has to say about the cage missing. JT, how are you tonight? I'm doing great. Another no-show for Joey Cage. And, you know, it's kind of like in Ghostbusters when they told the guys on top of the apartment complex, you're going to choose 
your own destruction. Well, Joey's kind of chose his own theme for me tonight because, as you guys, if you listen to our other shows, you know you've heard we have our staff pick'em pool going on. And um, he's in first right now, so he wants to be referred to as the face that's in first place. Kind of a take off of AJ Styles and John Cena's little little gag going. So I think it's more like the face that never shows up to the place, or the wow. face that when Mako or the face that when Mako gets done with him will be a disgrace. So I think that's a little more accurate for Joey Cage. Yeah, you gotta wonder, you know, and that's that's the funniest thing. Maybe we can get Mako on for uh, Saturday night. Talk to him there and see what he has to say about this whole Joey Cage disappearing thing. I mean, one minute. Here's what happened, JT. Here's what happened. I got invited over to one of his practices, and and I think I mentioned it recently on one of the shows. Folks, I'm sorry. I, I forget sometimes which show I'm talking about because we do the wrestling show on Wednesday nights, you know, FXE, the one you're listening to now. I wouldn't be talking about it probably on the Thursday show. The Thursday show, 7 o'clock, is the football show. But I might be talking about it on the Saturday night show at 8 p.m., the Fantasy Jester show. And I honestly, I can't remember which one it was. But I have seen him. He's got a submission move that is phenomenal. He invited me to a practice. I saw this finishing move. And I'm not allowed to give the name of it yet. And I go from, you know, him knocking down my door for me to come see him practice, come see him practice, come see him practice, okay, to where is he? Just completely gone, and I, I don't know. You know, I, I have a question for you. I have a question for you. So you, you've been to some of his practices. Is he thinking about repackaging himself? As, remember the old Flintstone character, the Great Kazoo? You know, he would re- appear and disappear at the snap of a finger because that's what it seems like with this guy. Somebody snaps their finger. Maybe he clicked his heel together three times and vanished. I, I can't, you know, it's uh, – I do some investigative reporting every once in a while on some stuff, and I I can't believe I'm going to have to do investigative reporting on my own talent. Oh, on my own. You're gonna end up like Geraldo. (laughs) Oh please! All right, all right. Well, listen. Let's get let we'll get to hopefully. Who knows? Maybe you're right. Maybe he will show up out of the blue. You never know. The Great Gazoo. what was it? Isn't that what they had to say, uh, Great Kazoo? Or how, yeah, how did they get him to summon? I think they just said his name or they snapped or something, and then boom, there he was, you know. So uh, I don't know. Maybe you need to do like some of them commercials and tie a corona to the end of the string and just kind of pull it along, you know. It's hard to figure there that guy go. out. There you go. Get a fishing pole and a corona, stick it out the studio window. Maybe he'll come, you know. <laughs> Smell it in the air, but all right. What we'll do is let's get go ahead, batter up. We got a replacement batter. We have the one, the only, the busiest of busies, Busy J. How are you, sir, tonight? Coming from New York. I'm good. How are you guys doing tonight? Doing great, Busy. Better than most, not as good as some. Uh, you know, we go ahead. Let's take a look. Let's dive right into this and the raw matchup. Uh, You know what, before we get to Raw, uh, I know JT, 
you wanted to talk a little bit about Foley and, and the whole headliner for this Hell in a Cell. Go ahead. Have at it. Well, I mean, you've, there's been rumors out there that the women's Hell in a Cell match was going to headline. I've seen a lot of uh, of uh, blowback on Twitter from that, from fans, from some other people that have, uh, you know, or have ties to the business, shall we say. Um, me personally, as I've said before, there's too many Hell in a Cell matches to begin with. It's watered down. I did hear where Charlotte wanted to do a moonsault off the top of the uh, cage to get that, that moment out there. Um, as you and I have talked about, I just Vince shot it down, and as he should have. Talent pool was just too thin, and I don't see them being able to put on the show. It's not that they're not talented enough, so don't everybody get, you know, get an uproar, but they just won't have the physicality that you need for that match. I think it's a bad idea to make that your headline match. And I do see where Mick has come out and said the main event has yet to be determined. So maybe there's some second thoughts there. You know, before I turn to Busy J on this, it's funny. Yeah, you know, it's it is Foley really, I don't know who he's trying to kid because we all know it's really Stephanie running it. And we all know that he's basically Stephanie's Mr. Sacco. I mean, life-size version. Life-size version of Sacco. It's her baby. This whole woman's revolution is her baby. It's at her whim. She wants it. And as usual, what she wants and gets isn't always what's best for business. And I think this is going to be one of those cases again. Well, I have a prediction right now, uh, just on this match. We'll just talk about this match. I'm not going to go into the rest of the uh, that card and everything else right now. We'll do that next week on FXE Live. Same time next week, we will go over the whole card. But right now, I'm going to go ahead tell you my opinion about this match. And then I want to ask Busy J his opinion on this match and who wins. And then, JT, you can hit me with it. Then we'll go hit Raw and uh, SmackDown. Because this match here is really, you know, I mean, it deserves its attention just simply because it's history making. You know, nobody ever really thought that this would actually ever occur. That, And it is Stephanie's uh, brainchild, and it's something that she's wanted. And now here's the thing, and here's what I can see happening, okay? Uh, first of all, this is either going to be boom or bust, and uh, part of the pun, Okay. Um, this is this, yeah. This is either going to be boom or bust. This is either going to be fantastic or just complete garbage. And I think it's going to be fantastic. And I think that they have the right players for what they need to do with this match to make it fantastic. See, because there's only one thing: if you're going to put Hell in the Cell and you're going to put them there. In that position, what made it grand is what guys would do off the top. Now, you got to figure that Sasha and Charlotte have worked together a lot, a lot. And other than Alexa Bliss, the next slightest woman out there is probably Sasha Banks. I've seen them in person and Sasha's 
I mean, she's tiny girl. She's not a big girl. On the other hand, Charlotte is as big as she looks on TV. She's a big woman. All right. Now, so you need that move off the top of it. You take your slight woman and let her go off the top of that and into your behemoth woman. Because the only other woman capable of being the catching one is Nia Jax. And she's not there yet. Okay. So they're going to go with somebody, uh, you know, who's got that ring experience. Two women who have worked together. It's not going to be Charlotte flying into uh, Sasha. It's going to be the other way around so that Sasha can land safely into Charlotte and nobody gets hurt. This is going to be the best option. Now, if that gets pulled off successfully and Sasha comes out of it not dinged, okay, she will have the strap at the end of the night for it. That's my opinion. Let's go to Busy J, then JT on this. Busy, what do you see for this match? Do you like it? Do you not like it? Do you think it's going to be good? Do you think it's going to be crappy? And who do you think wins? I think it's going to be a great match. Like you said, their chemistry is on the roof. They've been at it for years, back to NXT. My only concern is, Sasha, like you said, Sasha is very tiny, and she doesn't take bumps well, and she's very risky in the ring. I personally think Sasha's going to walk out of the champ. There's a reason why Sasha is a two-time champ, but she won those two titles on Monday Night Raw. And there's a reason why there's a reason why Charlotte is 12 and 0 in pay-per-view matches when the title's on the line. I think that goes up to 13 at the end of Hell in a Cell. I think it's a bad idea if it's the last match because you you don't want them to upstate the men's. No pun intended. No pun intended, but you don't want that to be the last match. It's going to leave a bad taste in a lot of fans' mouths if the match doesn't deliver. And we know, like I said, Sasha is very reckless. But, again, I can see where you're coming from where Sasha's going to have to be the one taking the risk. And I'm just not ready to concede into that. So, again, I'm going with Charlotte. All right. All right. So, we got one Sasha. We've got one Charlotte. JT, <laughs> tiebreaker, what do you see for this? We are, I already know you're not crazy about it. So, we, we right. know that I mean, part of it. It's, and, again, if you know what? If you really want this to be a, a groundbreaking match, Make it the only Hell in a Cell match at Hell in a Cell. Make it the headline thing. Make it the only match that happens in that cell. That would be the only thing I'd do differently with this match going forward. Now, I agree with what you're saying. I don't see any way, shape, or form that Sasha Banks could handle Charlotte coming off the top of that cage. There's no way. Now, I also, though, look back where I was at WrestleMania this past year, and Shane wasn't caught by The Undertaker. Shane hit a table that had the balloon or the padding built up underneath it. So maybe that's something we see. Maybe we go that direction. I don't, I don't know. Maybe there's some kind of a padding to help. I don't know. But let's, let me just ask you both one question. Let's just say Sasha comes off the top and she gets hurt because it's happened many, many times with her. She's always dinged. Who's the person now that you have in your main event feuding with, with Charlotte? I just don't see anyone else. I mean, anyone else at this point that's legitimate for that. It's a thin roster. I just I don't see it. But that being said, you can't keep bouncing this title back and forth. I think Sasha walks out of there. If she's healthy, 
she walks out with the strap. Yeah, yeah, I think you gotta gotta get some stability. Or you know, hey, listen, um, much like women change their mind regularly, easily, uh, oh, maybe that's what they do. I doing. not have anything to do with that. I went <laughs> there, there didn't go. I? Hey, listen, remember, ladies, I was the one who dyed my beard pink, okay? Just remember, I'm on your side. And if any of you uh-huh. really want to come on and de- debate the whole whether or not women can make up their mind theory, I, I, I'm willing to bet you all can make up your mind that you don't and like ladies, me right now. <laughs> yeah, and ladies, that side that he's on is your backside that he's trying to kiss right now after that comment. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen. I can. I, I'm the only person that can dye their beard pink and still get heck from a women's group because I said save the tatas, and they said, "Well, what about saving the women?" So, what are you going to do? You can't make everybody happy, folks. So, make ah. yourself happy. Make yourself happy. That's what I'm doing. And, and in making myself happy, all right. You know, I like to talk about. Joey Cage, and I'd like to talk to Joey Cage, but I can't talk to Joey Cage. And uh, Busy J, do you know why I can't talk to jo- uh, to Joey Cage? No, I do not. Because there's only one word to describe you, and I'm going to spell it out for you. You know... Because one of the things, guys, uh, about this is that, you know, I'm sure all of you heard, you know, Busy J, JT, I'm sure all of you heard, you know, Nakamura is the king of strong style. I think think Joey Cage is the king of scared style. There's going to be a whole new wave. I think Ellsworth, I think Ellsworth is showing uh, more... uh, Cajones. Intestinal fortitude. Intestinal fortitude. There you go. Yes, yes. So, big shout out to Ellsworth, my man, because Ellsworth shows up. That's all I'm saying. It's not, you know, I mean, I'm not saying, but I'm just saying. You're just saying. Right, right. Okay. Let's get to to Raw in the opening segment here. Chris Jericho and Seth Rollins. Uh, JT, what did you like about it? What didn't you like? You know, it, as much as they're as they're making Jericho look like a goof, when he busts out with, you're on the list, I lose it every time, man. It, just every time he does that, it's like the first time he's did it. Um, Seth Rollins is showing a very interesting uh, face personality, if you will. It's it's not the angry at the world type of thing. There's some real sarcasm in there, but instead of attacking the universe now, it's all directed at, you know, the scar for KO or Jericho at this point. So really like him. Yeah, that yeah, the sparkle crotch was fantastic. Um, you know, got the chant going. You knew that was happening, but all in all, I love the evolution of his character. Jericho's always been able to play heel jerk face funny guy you give it to him the guy can play it he's always going to be one of my favorites kevin owens though i mean you know how we had aj as the soccer mom he just seems like the whiny bitch um (laughs) there's no there's no aggression in him anymore it's all this whiny stuff but my favorite thing was to see goldberg back 
I'm a big fan. I love seeing him come out. I hope that he is not going to lay down for Lesnar. I hope they have him kick the holy hell out of Lesnar. But I love seeing Goldberg back. It was worth three hours to see that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we'll get to Goldberg in a second. What? Uh, that, without a question. Yeah, I, uh, I, I like, actually, uh, Seth Rollins working with Jericho here. It's a good matchup. It's a good pairing. Two guys, uh, you know, decent in the ring. And, you know, they're good on the mic, entertaining both of them. Very. So, you know, it's turning out to be a nice uh, nice segment there. Busy J, you know, what do you think? I, I, I'm finding a little bit more attraction here with this, uh, with Roman Reigns and Rusev. I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing these two guys. I, I understand how JT feels. And, and before I ask you this, yeah, let me just say, Hell in a Cell, either make it the whole night for every match, or make it for one, okay? Make it special. There's having three of the matches of them all. It, it does. JT, you nail it on the head. It takes away from it a little bit. Have it be Hell in a Cell night or something like that, where every damn match is that way. And I think, though, of the Hell in a Cell matches, this yeah. one here, this is going to be a good one. Two big boys battling it out. Busy J, I mean... You like this? You like this matchup? You like where it's going? Roar's been building this now, and uh, you know you saw it there that night. You knew you knew Lana was going to smack him. I mean, you knew that was coming. So, what are you seeing? You liking these these two working together? Not only did I like the Lana slap, I thought that was the best finishing tag team move in years in the WWE. You had the smack that set up the the kick. You know, the beautiful finger feet. I do like this. I do like this match, and I do agree with you. I think this is the match that's going to make Hell in a Cell. This is going to be the best Hell in a Cell match on the card. I think Rusev's going to win. I think he's deserving of a win. I think we're going. To, they need to do something with the main title feud going because we all know it's going to be Seth Rollins and Triple H at some point. And I don't know where that leaves Jericho, and I don't know where that leaves Roman Reigns, but he's definitely above a mid carder. So. Like I said, it should be a great match. I'm looking for Rusev to go over. I like the build. A nice, slow reset on on Roman Reigns. So I think it's going to be, if everything's interesting and everything's going to be lining up the right way. Yeah, we're getting a little audio problem, too, uh, with Busy J. Hopefully we can get that cleared up. Uh, it's going to be a little tough to yes, understand sir. you. Yeah. Yes, sir. Let me, let me ask something real quick. Is Busy, if you can hear me. You know, yeah. Vince historically has not been a guy that likes to flop titles back and forth. I know he's never been a big proponent of that. At this point, then, Reigns has had the belt for, what, a month? Yeah. That'd be awful yeah. interesting to see him now flip that right back to Rusev, especially with the pops that Reigns is starting to get, to much to Joey Cage's demise, I'm sure. But he's starting to get win the fans over a little bit. So I think that would kill his momentum to have Rusev walk out of there with that title. Yeah, well, we'll be talking about this match and the actual prediction for for this next week on the Fantasy Jester uh, show and also FXE Live. Going to be doing a bunch about it all next week, uh, getting in-depth and in the predictions for it. Uh, keeping it going on the Raw show, though, we've got – you know, JT, 
Strowman, Strowman all of a sudden beats the Mile High Trio, and of everybody who could come out of the back, <laughs> Sami Zayn, Sami Zayn yeah, folks <laughs> comes flying out. Uh, JT, I'll let you have at it first, and then Busy J, go ahead. I mean, this guy Braun Strowman is crying for competition. He wants them to give him something. So this week we get the Mile High Trio out there, and then like you said. All of a sudden, Sami Zayn walks out, and my first thought is, wow, guess who's next to get buried? Um, Because Sami Zayn has already got – he's going to look like an ostrich with his head in the sand when this is over with. He's going to get drove straight into the ground. I can't – I just don't see it. I mean, you've been building Strowman up like this, Tyrannosaurus Rex, and you send out, you know, a baby dinosaur to come out and see him. I just – I don't get it. I don't need this William Hayes for that matter either. He don't get it either. You know, this whole dinosaur thing. He just don't get it. So <laughs> good reference. Get, there. Get, uh, get the big show out here. Come on. Yeah. Well, I, and I'll get to, I'll get to that in a minute and I, I see where it's going. Let me, let me get to busy J first and then I'm going to give you my opinion on what I see from my perspective. Go ahead. Busy I kind of thought it was, I kind of liked it. I kind of liked it. it was it was unexpected, and like Sami Zayn said, and now after promo, he was like, "Hey, nobody else was going to come on, so I might as well." And we don't, you know, we don't want to see Mark Henry. We don't want to see Big Show because we kind of saw that with Rusev already. So this, I like, I like it. We're going to get a super job if somebody who actually comes and hang in there for a little bit more than two minutes. So I like the direction they're going with it. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, here's the thing. I, I, I see what, what they're doing. It's no different than any other. They're, they're moving up the jobber ladder, and I, I don't mean to put Sami Zayn in that light right now, but I'll show you what I'm talking about. Because Sami Zayn is going to be a mid-level company man to do whatever they want. Let, let, let's be honest. He's going to work the mid-level matches, and he is showing that because he's worked so hard to get there, he's just happy to be there right now. So they'll keep him there at mid-level for as long as he's happy be just being there. I'm happy to be here. You know, well, go ahead. You're happy to be here. Now, if you're that happy here, we need you to do this, this, and this. Okay? And one of them is to put over the big man. And, and he's going to have no problem with that because I'm happy to be here. And um, Strowman will go ahead and take a guy now like Sami Zayn, who has a little bit more cred than, you know, these jobbers that they're throwing out there and be the next notch on the belt, if you will, uh, or the next rung on the ladder, whatever way you want to look at it. Okay. For Strowman to show. Okay. I can take a seasoned wrestler now, and you better get you better get a bigger seasoned wrestler in here. Kind of demonstration. This isn't going to be. They're not going to tie Sami Zayn up with this long. This isn't going to be him having to fight this guy uh, Strowman uh, for months on end because they're building a story here. The only story that they're uh, going to show is that he's going to go through a lot of your mid-level guys now just as quick as he went through jobbers. That's exactly what they're going to do. It's not really that hard. Um, they have to. They can't just go from jobber 
to, okay, well, hey, here you go. You're in the Lesnar match. As much as that mm. sounds great, they have to build it to that. And that's how they're going to build it is that, yeah, this guy is big and bad. And he has beaten some really good wrestlers right. along the way. And here's how. I'm more so, of a fan of your I'm more of a fan of your big cast theory as each day goes along with that. So I'm, I'm really starting to buy into that. But I agree with what you're saying on this. Well, it's funny you should bring that up because that's the next one is here we are again. Cast wrestling by himself against Carl Anderson in what looked like a job or match for big cats. How many more times are they going to put cat? I mean, they keep putting cast by himself on and off, on and off, on and off to see, you know, what kind of pop he gets, where, how does he belong? This, that, the other. Okay. Is it, how are the fans buying this? And the fans, you know, were excited and bought into the whole idea that he was going to beat down Carl Anderson. Everybody had a good idea that if it's one-on-one, him and Carl Anderson, and if they're just wrestling just himself, he was going to destroy Carl Anderson, and he did. Building him up nicely, little by little. You know, kind of using Enzo more and more, you know, it's crazy. I, I've been sitting here every once in a while. As some of you may or may not know. I sit every once in a while, watch watch the wrestling with Jimmy Hart. And is that kind of what I'm seeing? You know, don't 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 get me wrong here. Jimmy Hart and Hulk are legendary. But is Enzo becoming the Jimmy Hart and, and Cass becoming the Hulk Hogan here? I'm just saying, I'm just saying, folks. Busy J, how do you see? I mean, is that is that sounding like it could go in that direction with these guys? I I think it'll go in that direction no later than WrestleMania season. As we all know, Vince loves the big guys, and what makes Cass so great is that only huge. We all know he's seven foot tall, but he's actually great on the mic. He doesn't really need Enzo. Enzo just makes him look that much better. So I do see where he could probably be his buffer and get him over come WrestleMania season. I wouldn't be surprised if we see Cass, like one of the last five guys left in the Royal Rumble match. Or has a, he might have a great Royal Rumble match and all in himself. So stay tuned. Uh, JT, how are you feeling about this? It really kind of reminds me of the whole Lesnar dichotomy. Enzo is Paul Heyman. You know, he's the guy that comes out, gets the crowd going, fires them up, has the quips and the smart, you know, smart-ass comments to make. Um, I don't understand why they haven't just gone ahead and done this. It's almost like pulled a Band-Aid off already. Um, I think Cass, I, I love what Busy says. Last five in the Rumble, I totally see something like that. Um, but it's, as much as I hate to say it, it's obvious who basically paid attention in class, in my opinion, at NXT, because I think Cass is ready for the next level, and I think WWE figuring out that Enzo isn't. Yeah, you know, I mean, Enzo hasn't really developed his uh, wrestling skills. I I love him. I love him on the mic. I love the character and all that. You know, he's the kind of character you either love him or hate him. That's the kind of character he is. 
and I, I happen to like him. I like the guys. You got to have good mic guys. You got to have the entertainment there, and you got to have the good wrestlers. And I think Cass has that superstar potential if handled Agreed. properly. If handled properly, he should be a superstar. You know, you don't get a a lot of seven foot young guys that want to wrestle that have athletic abilities like he has. He, you got seven bad. footers. Yeah, you've got seven footers out there that are either slow or just clumsy, awkward guys. Cast for a seven foot guy is pretty smooth. You know who he reminds me of, the way he is athletically? Andrew Tess, Martin. That's who he reminds me of. Um, Wow. Just, you know, if you watch him in the ring, the way he moves, the athleticism, the quickness, the anticipation of how, you know, he sets things up. That's who, when I watch him, he reminds me of Tess. Wow. Wow. That's a um, great analogy. That's great. I I agree with that. He he looks just like Tess if you look at him really close enough. Yeah, that is, and hmm. so how long before now, because now we've got somebody with a big, we got the big name, we got Goldberg coming back. Now, first question, Busy Jay, we'll start with you, and then we'll go to JT, then myself. How long is Goldberg back for? Is he back for one match? and he loses back for two matches. He loses, wins, and then quits while he's on top. Goldberg's back for a while. Busy Jay, what do you have? I think, and I know JT mentioned it earlier, I think he's back for two matches. I think he has to lay down at Survivor Series when him and Brock Lesnar fight because you want to even up the series. You want to have him run at 1-1. And then you have a tiebreaker at WrestleMania. Yeah, I like that. I like that. JT, do you like that? I actually don't. I, I Something he said at the end, hell of a promo, <laughs> by the way. It gets like the guy never left the ring. But yeah. at the end of that, you know, basically, Brock, you're next, you're last. You know, I don't see this guy coming back who his kid and wife have never seen him wrestle live except for what they see on the on the network. And I just don't see him going out there to lose to Brock Lesnar. And who's to say, I think it was you, Jester, from the production meeting, who's to say that Lesnar has to lose uh, clean? You know, maybe, there, maybe somebody like Braun Strowman gets involved in this somehow. But I just don't see... Goldberg back for more than one match. As much as I wish he was back, it's a one match. It's a one one night stand. Wow. Um, hmm. Lesnar being the last was interesting words. More than one. You know, I. I all right. I'm. I'm going to initially rule out that he's back for the long haul. Um, but was that all a lie with him saying that he'll be the last? I don't think so. I think Goldberg came back. They wanted him back. Um, I think to 
I, I see him beating Lesnar again, coming back to beat him, and then that's where you'll see him wrestle somebody else and put him over maybe. I don't know. Let's see. Or you got, then you go with Busy Jays. See, because I'm going with the two matches thing. I'm going to go with two matches. Let's see. Or Busy Jays saying, you know what, Busy? I'm going to go with you on this, man. I think I'm going to go with you on this. I like that. I like the idea. Uh, I, and then have it down. I can't wait. WrestleMania is here. WrestleMania is it'll be down here in Florida. I can't, I can't wait for this. Um, and, yeah, I hope that's the case, and that's what we're looking at. Folks, before we get to uh, SmackDown and SmackDown Live and FXE, okay, let me just remind you. This is Byron Saxton from WWE, and you are listening to FXE Live. That's us. Wait a second. That's us. We are FXE Live, and I could swear that was Byron Saxton from uh, WWE. I could see that, that is what he said, right? Wait a second. This is Byron Saxton from WWE, and you are listening to FXE Live. Yeah, I'll be damned. That was Byron Saxon and who are FXE Live. That's crazy how that happens, huh? Yeah, you'd be crazy. A lot of crazy things are happening, folks. You want to stick around for some of this, too. Uh, a lot more is going to be going on, and we're going to thank our sponsors as we get ready to roll out some new commercials this weekend. Finally, um, we've got breadfromyourbed.com, and we've got a, a great personal finance blog. Great personal bread from your bed.com. They're, they're one of our great sponsors been with us from the beginning. Then we also have deep obsession charters out of West Palm beach. You want to go diving. They have all different kinds of dives from, you know, reef dives to wreck dives to baited shark dives without a cage. Fantastic group of people down there. They hopped on board, uh, Probably uh, two months into it, three months into it, we are about to celebrate. Tomorrow is six months. FantasyJesterSports.com is celebrating six months being on the web, sending out all different podcasts now. We've, we, we're up to three. We've got more coming don't miss that announcement this weekend on the Fantasy Jester Show. There's an announcement you're not going to want to miss. If you love sports and, eh, who you know, we're all sports fans. You know, if you're a wrestling fan, I'm willing to bet you like more than just wrestling. And if you like hockey, I'm sure you like more than hockey. If you like football, I'm sure you like more than football. So you know what I'm talking about, folks. We're going to add a couple more sports talk shows. They're coming telling you you're going to be excited i know we are then this weekend don't forget fantasyjusticesports.com find out what happens as i am covering the last preseason game for the orlando magic uh using my little old press pass i got <laughs> what will the jester ask pregame and what will the jester ask postgame you'll want to hear that on saturday night then uh, we've got, wow, we've got a whole beautiful, beautiful show tomorrow night, Gridiron Guys. While I'm there, we've recorded it. You're going to love that. 
We've got FXE, okay, some FXE news before we get back into SmackDown and bring the guys back on. Let me tell you, FXE, guys, is rolling along rather nice. Next week, we're rolling out a couple of promos. You're going to want to catch that. We're redoing the whole FXEworld.com website to suit these promos and everything else that we're about to throw at everybody. We've got promos from Mako, a Mako promo. We've got a couple others. The Fantasy Jester's evil twin trying to be the Jester himself. If you've missed his sick promo, I mean, that is just, he, you can tell. He's just a madman trying to make like he's me. Um, you're going to go ahead. That's going to be on FXE World. And from what I hear, from what I hear, this psychotic man, okay, trying to pose himself as me, manager, one of the guys, all right, is out there. He's got a promo he's releasing next week as well. You're not going to want to miss that. Again, this is all FXE stuff. November 5th, mark your calendar. Now you're going to be hearing it a lot between now and November 5th. Two huge FXE signings. Who did we get from the talent pool? Who's out there who has wrestled the likes of guys like Kevin Nash, at all, all those guys, you know who I'm talking about. Who did the Jester go out and get and is signing November 5th to FXE? You're not going to want to miss that night. During the day, November 5th, and we're going to have more details about this, Fantasy Jester and a couple of wrestlers will be going to a local hospital to see the terminally ill children and spend some time with them and put some smile on their faces. That's coming up also November 5th. We'll be doing that. We'll be getting more details to you. We'll be putting that out there on the sites and everything. Okay. You know, Jester's got a soft spot for the kids. That's how we do it here, folks. Moving along, let's get the guys back in and finish talking. Like I said, we've got so much FXE stuff coming up. You're going to please just stay, stay tuned, whether it's to this show, the Fantasy Jester show. Stay tuned because now... Stuff's going to be breaking quickly. Things are going to be happening quickly as we get closer and closer and closer to shows. Let's get JT back in here. Let's get Jason back in here. All right. And see right. what's going on. Guys, how's everybody? Uh, doing good, Jester. I just noticed something when you were talking about Deep Obsession Tours. They're yeah. a lot like FXC Live. We don't use a cage either, apparently. No. <laughs> Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, that's great. I like that. Yeah, no, 
Nobody uses a cage, it seems like. Deep Obsession, it's uh, Deep Obsession's Charters. Deep Obsession Charter. Uh, just in case people are going to look for them. Want to make sure they're looking for the right people. Yeah, yeah they, don't they don't use a cage. They don't need one either. They don't need a cage, and it seems like FXE Live doesn't need a cage. What just do we got? Point over that out. Yeah, yeah guys. Yeah, what do we oh, got no, over awesome. here? <laughs> couple of no shows. Couple of no shows. <laughs> That's what we got. Hey, no, no. Hey, listen. You know, Busy J. Here's the here's the best part about this. Okay, you know, you've heard about uh, a, a heel turn. You know. A heel turn. Well, this is a Joey Cage turn. He turns and just doesn't come back. <laughs> that's that, that. That's just what's up. And you know, listen. Uh, one good heel turn deserves another, and he keeps turning. And uh, I don't know. Listen, I don't. I have no idea. The guy, like I said, last time I saw, training hard, training real hard, and now he's disappeared. So. Who knows? Maybe we'll find some. Like I said, I'm an investigative reporter. Let's see what I can find out. Moving along and going right to uh, SmackDown. And, you know, I'm not going to even waste any time on this. I've got to go right to the heart of the night for me. My boy Ellsworth. Ellsworth is the man. JT, how, how do you like this? Do you like this whole thing, or do you think this is foolish and a waste of time, or, or are you enjoying this? You know me. I I don't like it. All it does is make your champ look weak, in my opinion. Good. You let Dean Ambrose play funny man for a little while. Uh, I think there's better uh, better things they could be doing with him than that. The only thing I like about it is Ellsworth's T-shirt. After that, they're making, they're making their champ look weak. Let's get this over with. Hmm. I like that point of view. All right. All right. Well, well, Busy J, what do you th- do you like it? Not only do I not only do I like it, but I ordered me a Ellsworth shirt last night on the <laughs> www.shop.com. And you know what they're doing here guys? They're stalling for time because their next pay-per-view is Survivor Series. So you're going to you need something to distract everybody. Cena's going doing whatever he's doing. So why not have some comic relief? You only a 2-hour show. Why not? I have no problem with it. Uh, yeah, all right. Here's what it is. I, I want to combine the two because in there is the answer. I'm having a ball with it. I love it. Like JT said, though, get off of it quick. Let's not, let's not, let's not linger here, folks. It's fun. Uh, you know, as far as making, making him look weak for a minute, Okay, for a minute, they're they're having a little fun with it right now. They'll get back to his serious wrestling uh, shortly, and they should, and they will. But for right now, yeah, I think it's funny as long as they don't continue it on and and they get to who his real opponent's going to be next. It probably won't be Ambrose, or at least it shouldn't be. It really shouldn't shouldn't be. be. You know, we'll see. The opponent should be the opponent should be from the actual, my opinion, the heart of the show which was the furthering of the storyline with Randy Orton, Luke Harper, Bray Wyatt, and Kane in the coffin. So I thought that was the best part of the show, and I think that's who the next opponent will – that's where it will come from. More than likely. More than likely because it's not going to be Corbin yet. It's not going to be Apollo yet. 
So uh, from that, yeah, Randy Orton and uh, and Bray. Now, <laughs> which brings up an interesting topic. Which brings up an interesting topic, uh, and let's go right to it. Who's who? We know Bray's uh, record isn't the best. Is this where they finally turn it for this kid, or or is he going to lose anyway? Uh, even with Luke Harper and all this stuff, but is Randy Orton there just to help put Bray over, and they're dragging it out to put Bray over? JT? Absolutely. Uh, go ahead, oh, Benji, I. Go ahead. Yeah, go no, ahead. Go ahead, Busy. Go ahead. I was gonna say absolutely. I think when they drafted Bray to SmackDown, it was for him to run the, to be the Undertaker of that brand. With his guys behind him, I think he should be running SmackDown and eventually setting up a Bray versus AJ kind of feud down the line. Okay. All right. Uh, and JT? Yeah, kind of like the old, uh, you know, the old days when Undertaker had his minion uh, to back him up. Bray, it looks like they're turning the corner. Randy Orton's a legitimate guy that can help get Bray. Maybe they realize that they've buried uh, Bray a little farther than they should have. What better way to bring him back than to have Kane, Randy Orton, uh, and, and this storyline. It's one of the few actual storylines that WWE has going, and it's, it's getting interesting. And Bray seems to still be the aggressor, even though he won the last match. And I like that. To me, that's telling the fact that Orton's not hunting him. It's the other way around. The one win wasn't enough for this guy. To me, it just shows a lot that they're, they're putting a lot into this, and I think Bray is going to be the beneficiary. Here, you know, I, and I'm going to tell you why I like this. I'm going to tell you why. And it's real simple. And it was something that, you know, folks, you can go back, uh, by the way, and listen, if you have uh, the availability to iTunes, or you can go to fantasyjusticesports.com, or right here through Blog Talk Radio, all three areas, whether it's fantasyjusticesports.com, Bog Talk Radio, or iTunes, you can go back and listen to archived editions of all our podcasts. You know, whether it's FXE Live, the Gridiron Guys, if you like football, you're going to love the Gridiron Guys. And if you like sports in general, that because we talk WWE, but a million different things in other sports on the Fantasy Justice Show. You can go back either on fantasyjusticesports.com, blog talk radio, or iTunes and find our archived editions. Now, on iTunes, it's all going to say for the Fantasy Justice Show, and it's going to give the different titles and the different names, and same with everywhere else. And you're going to look for the Larry Zabisco interview. And the reason why I'm saying this and why I'm bringing that interview up is because this here is exactly what he was talking about. He's getting tired of the cookie cutter matches where it's a couple of chops, a couple of boots, two off the ropes, and we're done. And that's your match. This brings back a little bit of the old style of it's not just not that cookie cutter match. It has more elements to it. Okay. It's more complex. You know, guys, I was watching today. I spent some time on the WWE Network taking a look at things and just how they did it in the past. And some of the stuff, I mean, they really need to take a look at what did 
make them who they are. And it's the element of, I don't know what's going to happen. See, and that Bray match, this whole Bray Wyatt and Orton thing, is one of the few storylines that you can truly say, I have no clue what's coming next. That's just the way I see it. And Larry Zabisco was big on that, about having matches have their own identity, wrestlers having their own identity, their own moves. Stop using everybody else's moves. Make use your own and stuff like that. So when I see this, that's I, that's why I think it's getting a lot of attention, and it should. And that's what Bray brings to this. Bray brings that dimension of unpredictability, which is exactly what is missing in the WWE. Uh, JT, you agree with that assessment or no? Completely. And I, you know, I mentioned it a couple shows ago. I'd like to see this culminate in a buried alive match. You know, you've got the, uh, the element of Kane in there. You've got the Bray Wyatt, and I love the the idea that Busy brought up of him being the Undertaker of SmackDown. Um, mm-hmm. You know, bring back that old school buried alive match. It's setting up perfect for it. We don't know where this is going. It's got a story to it, and now you know why they're doing what they're doing. You know, you know what, who's the antagonist, who's the protagonist in this. I love it. I think it's fantastic. Yeah, uh, I'm enjoying it. JT's enjoying it. Uh, Busy J, again, I, I got a feeling. I know you, big wrestling fan, I know you got a feel this is kind of old school and unpredictable and loving it too. Am I correct? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It goes back to, like, the first night of the draft when, out of nowhere, Bray came out and beat up Dolph Ziggler, and he had nothing to do with that feud that was going on with Dean Ambrose, and he was just marking his territory, making himself known. So I, I like the direction of what they're doing with Bray Wyatt. It's well-deserved. He has been buried on Raw for far too long. So I, I'm loving it. I'm loving what they're doing with the Wyatt. Yeah, yeah, definitely do. And, uh, guys, we, we're just about – we're just about set to wrap up here. And, you know, folks, I've got to tell you, thank you so much. We are at six months. And we're at six months because of all of you. From JT, from Busy J, Joey Cage, Mako, Kate Dello, Kid Kelly, all the staff here, everybody working hard to do what we can to bring you top podcasts, top guests, and the best damn blog website that we can bring you, we're still bringing you more. We're still working on getting better. We're still new. We are six months in, but we are six months in strong, and we are six months in strong because of all of you. I couldn't be more grateful. I couldn't be more thankful. See you all next week. This has been the Fantasy Jester. This is FXE Live. And I... Am out of here. Thanks, folks. Have a great night. See you next week. Joey Cage. Because there's only one word to describe you, and I'm gonna spell it out for you. Hey, hey, Jody!